This is the Victory Podcast. Every week, we'll share an inspiring message about God's grace and forgiveness for you, wherever you're at in life. Your victory starts now. Let's pray. Lord God, we ask that you would do a mighty work in us tonight. That you would send your Holy Spirit to us and that you would fill our hearts and lives. And that you would fill us with love and joy and peace and with thanksgiving. Lord God, come into our lives in a special way. Make this day a a day of memory, a day of launching out into the community in a brand new way because you're living inside of us. Pray all this in the powerful and saving name of Jesus. Amen. So just a a couple of questions for you to start off with. And and I think they're pretty easy. You'll be able to do them well enough, all right? So raise, raise your hand if you prefer the adult table over the kids' table. Right? Some of us are still kids at heart, right? Raise your hand if you prefer white meat over dark meat. Yeah, we're going to get pretty tough here. So, okay. Raise your hand if you like the molded cranberries as opposed to the, the fresh cranberries. Right? I like the sweetness of that mold stuff. Right? Raise your hand if you prefer mashed potatoes over yams. Right? And... And, you know, boy, there's a, there's a whole lot of vegetables, right? And there's a whole lot of different kinds of pies and everything. So let's just do it this way, okay? Raise your hand if you prefer pie over vegetables. <laughs> right? All right. That's good. Anybody want my vegetables? You got them. All right? For many, Thanksgiving is one of their favorite holidays. And for some, right, their favorite holiday. And why not? Why not? There's fun, there's food, there's family, there's football, there's free-for-all shopping. At least that's the way it used to be. This year is different. For any number of us, our our traditions, our family traditions are, are interrupted. It is a tough year. Things are different. Just a couple of weeks ago, a, a six-year-old walked into the living room where his mom and dad were watching TV and he had tears in his eyes and they were running down his cheeks and he was, he was sobbing and trying to catch his breath. And, and he said, you know, I, I just, I'm sad and I don't know why. Mom and dad know why. He's depressed. A, a lot of our seniors, they're huddled at home not because of the weather. For some families, they're battling chronic illness. Others are battling addictions, bruised and broken relationships. Some families, uh, for the first time in their lives, they're, they're looking forward to the unemployment check coming in the mail. In other parts of our country, there have been wildfires and hurricanes. Some families just got notification of of one right before church. 
are now going through that toughest of time here on earth, a funeral for a loved one with COVID-19 restrictions. The pandemic has affected all of us. For some of us, COVID-19 is asymptomatic. Others, uh, a little bit of a cold. And others, uh, a lot worse. And, And still others, hospitalization it's so bad and and then over a quarter million people in the United States have passed away because of COVID-19. The pandemic has affected us all and even though we're told that the, the vaccine is on the way, many are telling us like the next six weeks are still super critical. It's a different kind of year. It's a tough year. What we're going to do tonight is is we're going to go back. We're going to go back into the Old Testament and we're going to meet one of these prophets that, that has an unusual name. At least you and I would consider it unusual. The prophet's name is Habakkuk. Okay. Uh, Habakkuk. In fact, if you name your child Habakkuk, I'll do everything I can to get Pastor Ben to pay for that child's college education. Right? Okay. Habakkuk, that name means one who embraces. Okay? And Habakkuk knew all about tough times. Okay? Uh, His country was in disarray. There were injustices all over the place. People had replaced God with money and with entertainment. Can you imagine that? That, that? that someone would replace God, move God out of first place in the name of money or entertainment. Many at the, the time of Habakkuk too, they, they would make their way to the synagogue, to, to church, but it was, they were going through the motions. It wasn't about relationship and worship of the true God. And more than that too, the enemy army was right on the brink of Habakkuk's homeland. And God told him, you, you don't need to worry about it. Because the enemy is going to conquer you. Habakkuk knew all about tough times. But he also knew how to give thanks in those tough times. And so that's what we're going to look at tonight. That's what we want to see is how can you give thanks in tough times? So Habakkuk chapter 3 says this. Though the fig tree does not bud and there are no grapes on the vines, though the olive crop fails and the fields produce no food, though there are no sheep in the pen and no cattle in the stalls, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in God my Savior. The sovereign Lord is my strength. So here's what Habakkuk is saying in our language today. Even though... The, the grocery shelves, uh, grocery store shelves are empty. Uh, I'll give thanks. Okay. So even though when I stopped at the grocery store after Thanksgiving Eve worship and they don't have what I'm looking for, what I need, I'll, I'll give thanks. 
What Habakkuk is saying is even though the grocery store shelves are empty and there is no truck on the way to fill up those shelves, I'll give thanks. Even though I could work, I don't have a job, no one will hire me, I'll still give thanks. I'll still rejoice. How can he do that? Isn't that familiar? I mean, it's unfamiliar to us. It's unusual to us that, that someone would be going through tough times and give thanks and rejoice. And so what I did is I, I checked out this word rejoice. I wanted to see what it really meant, you know, what it was at its root meaning. And at the root meaning of this word rejoice is this meaning, jumping for joy. See, Habakkuk had this inner attitude that overflowed into an outward expression, a physical expression of, of jumping for joy. Habakkuk is not sitting in the tough times with all these things going, you know, I, I, I really should be thankful. I, I really should be joyful. Now he was jumping for joy. I mean, picture it like your favorite football team. Okay, it's the last play of the game. You're down five. Your team scores the winning touchdown on the last play of the game and you're sitting in your couch. Is this your expression? Uh, I know I should be thankful. You know, I, I know I should be joyful. Or do you go firing out of the couch or the chair, right? Fired up, jumping for joy. So how can Habakkuk do that? How can he rejoice and give thanks? How can he do that in the middle of tough times? What we're gonna do now is we're gonna go back into the book of Psalms, another Old Testament book, because this book was already around when Habakkuk was there. It was already foundational to his faith. And we're gonna look in and we're gonna see what touched his heart and what can touch your heart and mine and make the difference no matter what time we're living at. Okay, so Psalm 145 verse three says, Great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. His greatness no one can fathom. Okay? So Habakkuk, the, the God that he worships, the God that you and I worship is a great God. It's not some puny, weak God that's getting kicked around the universe by the universe's bully. This is the great God. This is the God who holds the universe in his hands. The universe that is millions upon millions of light years in, in, in grandeur, in vastness. God's got it all in the palm of his hand. He's a great God. This is the God who, who says to the wind and waves, be quiet, be still, and they stop. Right then and there. This is a God who says to the stars, shine, and they shine. Habakkuk can rejoice and give thanks because his God's a great God. Goes on in, in Psalm 97, it says this, praise his holy name. Habakkuk and you and I, he, he praises God who is holy. Holy means without sin. That means God's not gonna embarrass you. All right, for, for our teenagers here, our young people, you ever afraid that your parents or your grandparents are gonna embarrass you? Or, or what about parents and grandparents? You afraid your kids, your teenagers are gonna embarrass you by what they did? 
You never have to worry about that with God. He's never going to embarrass you. He is, he is holy. He's without sin. In addition to this, Psalm 7 says, I will thank the Lord for his justice. God is just. He makes no error in judgment. He considers the plight of everyone. He sees the circumstances and the situation. And he shows no favoritism because his ways are always just and always right. Psalm 118, verse 1 says, Tell the Lord how thankful you are because he is kind and always merciful. Always merciful. Kind of like how I looked up that word rejoice to find out what it really meant. I looked up the word always. Okay, and you know what the word always means? It means always, okay? He is always merciful. You and I mess up and God is merciful. You and I mess up again and again, doing the same things and all that. God is merciful. God is always merciful. And that's so awesome, right? Because he's always merciful, because he's consistent in his mercy. We can be secure in our relationship with him. Think about it. If if you're a kid or when you were younger and and things like that, and you messed up and you went and confessed to your mom and dad and and, and they comforted you, they guided you, they they led you in the right way, sent you on your way in love. And and that felt good. That was great. But then maybe you did did it again or did something else and you went to them and and you confessed to them and, and they let you have it. They were inconsistent. And now that leads to insecurity. And now you don't know, do I say something? Do I not, you know? And you just hold that stuff. God is always merciful. We can be secure in our relationship with him. Psalm 107 verse eight says, let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love. Habakkuk and and you and I, we can rejoice in the Lord because his love never fails. Heaven and earth may fail. The job may fail. The relationship may fail. But God's love will never fail. It's unconditional. Psalm 100 verse 5 says, For the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. The Lord is good. The Lord is good. He knows how to give good gifts. You and I, as a part of our responsive reading tonight, we said every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of heavenly lights. If you have something and it's good, God gave it to you. If it's good, it came from God. Okay, whether that's good gifts, good weather, good looks, whatever it is, if it's good, it came from God. See, God is great. God is holy. God is just. God is always merciful. God is unfailing in his love. God is good. So how can you give thanks in tough times? Remember who God is. 
He's great. He's holy. He's just. He's always merciful. His love's unfailing. He is good. And there's more. Psalm 148 verse 5 says, Let them praise the name of the Lord, for at his command they were created. You can give thanks to God because he created you. You didn't happen by chance. God intentionally created you. He knit you together in your mother's womb. You know, when you get in the light and you look between your thumb and your index finger, some of you know this, when you look between your thumb and index finger in the light, you can see the knit marks. You can see God's handiwork. God made you. He knows absolutely everything about you. God even knows the number of hair on your head. And I just want you to know some of you are more challenging to God than others of us. Right? He knows all these things because he created you and he loves you. He does not move away from you. He is always with you. He loves you. In addition, Psalm 118 verse 21 says, I will give thanks for you answered me. God answers all your prayers. Okay, that's just it. God answers all your prayers. He may not answer them in the way you want him to. He may not answer them in the time frame that you're looking for. But God always answers your prayer. And he always answers your prayer in what is best for the kingdom at large. And so when we really want to narrow that down, what we're saying is he's always answering your prayer in the best possible way at the best possible time for you. That's God. He's always answering your prayers. Psalm 119, 105 says, Your word is a lamp for my feet, a light on my path. Again, God is with you. He's guiding you on the way. When it's dark, he's out there in front as the light. Right on your path so you can see he is guiding you. He is molding your character, your integrity, guiding you on the way. Psalm 9 verse 14 says, rejoice in your salvation. God saves you. Okay? These are tough times. But these aren't the only times. There's more times. This time is not your final destination. This is just preparation for what is your final destination. And your final destination in Jesus is heaven because he saves you. Jesus lived and died and rose again for you. Colossians 2 says this. When you were dead in your sins and in the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made you alive with Christ. He forgave us all our sins, having canceled the charge of our legal indebtedness, which stood against us and condemned us. He has taken it away, nailing it to the cross. Can you imagine what it had been like? 
If when you were walking into the ministry center or you clicked on the, you know, live stream button and as you were, you know, getting ready for worship and as you're getting ready for worship, your phone notification went off and you get this notification and it says all your credit card bills, all their debt is canceled. Your mortgage, it's paid for in full. The vacation you're still paying off, paid for in full. Your student loans, paid for in full. The vacations you're going to go on in the future, paid for in full. Any house, any property you're going to buy into the future, paid for in full. See, that's what Jesus did for us spiritually. He paid all our debt, all our sin debt, all our sin debt from the past, from today, and into the future. It's already paid for. He already nailed it to the tree and paid for it in full. See, forgiveness for you and me is free, but for Jesus it was costly, but he did that for you because he loves you. So how can you give thanks in tough times, remember who God is and remember what God has done for you, okay? Remember what he's done for you. He's created you. He answers every single prayer. He guides you day by day and he saves you. And kind of like a, a really great Thanksgiving meal, there's more. Much more. As we look into the scripture, there are literally thousands of promises that God has for you. We're going to look at a couple, all of them, both of them from Romans chapter 8. Beginning at verse 18, it says, I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. And then moving down a little further toward the end of the chapter, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, for your sake we face death all day long. and We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. But no, in all these things, we're more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future nor any powers, neither height nor depth nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. See, God promises you. God promises you no matter what. No matter what your circumstance is, no matter what your situation is, no matter how you feel, no matter what someone tells you, no matter the, the lies that Satan is throwing at you, no matter what, nothing will separate you from God's love. That's one of those promises. We said before, Thanksgiving for many is one of their favorite holidays, if not their favorite holiday. Thanksgiving is, is one of those holidays 
that's actually going to transcend our time on earth and it'll be a part of our heavenly life as well. In fact, in heaven, every day will be a Thanksgiving celebration. Listen to Revelation chapter 7. It says, All the angels were standing around the throne and around the elders and the four living creatures. They fell down on their faces before the throne and they worshiped God saying, Amen, praise and glory and wisdom and thanks and honor and power and strength be to our God forever and ever. Amen. So how can you give thanks in tough times? Remember who God is. Remember what God has done for you. And remember God's promises. So now, how do we go out and do that now? How do we give thanks now? How do we do it? We we can do it one by showing, okay? By showing our thanks. See, when the pilgrims came and all that, that really wasn't the first Thanksgiving, goes way back, way back. We're going to look at Deuteronomy chapter 16, about 2,000 years before Jesus came. It says, Then celebrate the festival of weeks to the Lord your God by giving a free will offering in proportion to the blessings the Lord your God has given you. You can show your thanks, your love, with a gift. By giving. A free will offering. Not a, not a gift out of compulsion or guilt of, you know, I know I should. But a free will offering. An expression of your love and your thanks. You know, over the last couple of years, what we've done here at Victory is we've done a reverse offering. And so instead of collecting an offering, we handed out the offering and gave it to you to go out into the community. And this year, we're going to do things a a little bit bit different. Last year, through you, we reached our community with about $3,000. What we're doing this year is that every free will offering that you give today or tomorrow, every free will offering that you give to victory today or tomorrow, victory's never going to see a cent of that. We're going to ship it away, okay? We're going to give it to three different places in our communities. One is the guest house. That's a men's shelter. Another place is new beginnings. That's for women and their, their small children. And the third place is the Lighthouse Youth Center for youth ministry. In addition to that, we're not, we're not gonna, victory's not going to see a cent of that. But in addition to that, the leadership team has said the linked offering, the link campaign will match your offering and mine up to $5,000 to go in to our community. And so you'll have an opportunity to show your thanks with an offering. And you know what's going to happen It's so cool is when, when you and I give thank offerings, you know what it does is it really ends up blessing others. And so I can tell you what already is going to happen at the guest house and at New Beginnings and the Lighthouse Youth Center. They're going to receive your gifts and you know what they're going to do? 
they're going to give thanks to God. Thank you for your generosity. Hmm? Uh, Another way that we can show our thanks is by telling others about Jesus. Isaiah 12, verse 4 says, Give praise to the Lord, proclaim his name, make known among the nations what he has done. If something good happens to you, right, you pass it on. You, you share it with someone. Think of, it, think of it this way. Let's kind of do it in reverse. Let's say that I came up with the cure for cancer. No matter what kind of cancer it was, I figured it out. I've got the cure for cancer. But I never tell anyone. I just keep it to myself. And so some people live and, and some people die. And some people die of, of cancer, but, but I've got the cure for it. What would you say to me? If you found out that I had the cure for cancer, whatever kind it was, I had the cure for cancer, and I kept it to myself, what would you say about me? You would say, Bill, man, you're a monster. You're so selfish and unloving. That's sick. And you would be right. You and I as believers in Jesus have something far greater than the cure for cancer that we know about. We know about the cure of sin, death, and Satan. We we know how people, whoever they are, get all their sins removed. We, We know how people can live forever in heaven. Because we know Jesus. It's our opportunity to show our thanks and tell others about God, about Jesus, how he's intersected our lives in the manger and on the cross. Eternity is at stake. Tell others about Jesus. You know, it's always a good time to tell others about Jesus. But probably the best time of the entire year to tell others about Jesus is where we're at right now in the Christmas season. This is probably the best time of the year to share Jesus with others. So I want to invite you and I want to encourage you to share the cure of sin, death, and Satan with others, to share Jesus with others. And, and I want to, you know, encourage you to invite people to Christmas at Victory. Okay. This year, Christmas at Victory, this is our plans right now. Plan to have three services in person. 
Worship services are going to be live streamed. And we're also looking at making our worship services on demand so that it will fit into anybody's schedule so that we can reach people with Christ's victory. So remember when your, your team scored the winning touchdown? It's time to jump off the couch. You know how to jump off the couch? How to give thanks? Jump off. Remember who God is. Remember what he has done for you. Remember God's promises. And show and tell. Let's pray. Lord God, we thank you for coming into our lives and embracing us with all of who you are. We thank you for embracing us to the degree that you left heaven and came to earth and paid for all of our sins. We thank you, Lord, that you've embraced our hearts with your promises that last for time and for eternity. And, and all of your promises are yes in Jesus. Lord, help us to give you thanks by showing and telling others of how great you are. In your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Victory Podcast, brought to you by Victory of the Lamb in Franklin, Wisconsin. For video sermon archives, more information about us, and to let us know how we can meet you where you're at, go to victoryofthelamb.com.